Hi, I'm Aaron and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, which is focused on all things, well, you guessed it, hip hop. I'll be interviewing artists, reviewing albums, and ultimately exploring the genre I love. And I hope you'll begin to love it as much as I do, if not more. Please like and subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming podcast news. Coming up on today's show, we are reviewing Rhapsody's album, Eve. All right, let's get into it. Uh, This week, we are reviewing Rhapsody's Eve. So uh, I think this is the first new album we've done in like four reviews. What do you mean by new? Came out last year. 2019. Yeah, but 2019. Mega new last year. That's so new. Well, it's way newer than uh, the Cunning Linguists, Big L, uh, <laughs> the other two that we did as well. They yeah. escaped me, Bow Down, yeah. and a Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. They're also very new. So yeah, yeah. this is the newest we've done in a long time. Sure, sure. But you don't agree? I agree, but, like, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what am I going to do with you, Danny? I tell you what, your sound quality from both of you is tip top. I hope everyone can hear me well. <laughs> we can hear you as well as we did on the other podcasts. Yeah. Okay. No, so, so that is that is a positive, I guess. I'll I'll kick off because uh, I'll tell you why I chose this album anyway. Um, so I chose this album because. Uh, I wanted to do a female artist. We haven't done a female artist for a while, so I wanted to get a female artist in the review as well. And also Rhapsody is um, what I would say is one of the the wave of female hip-hop artists that are contributing and, and doing quite well in the hip-hop game. And this album was actually reviewed and uh, taken quite well um, when it came out in 2019. So I wanted to give it a listen. I knew for a fact that neither of us had listened to it and I always like to review an album that I know that Danny and Matt and I haven't listened to. So um, there's not going to be any biases. No. Absolutely. I've never heard of um, Rhapsody before, actually. And I've um, therefore never listened to Eve. Well, yeah. I have heard of Rhapsody. Like, and when this came out, like, I did scan through like a couple of songs only because there's a particular feature on this album that I was like, Oh, I got to check that out, but we'll, you know, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't really listen to this album like at all. Just like basically that one song. Cause I wanted to check it out. So I know who Rhapsody is. I'm aware that she's like a, a lyrical, uh, you know, artist. She's not, she's not like trappy, you know, you know, for the clubs rapper. She's, she's really, um, lyrical conscious so i respect that about her but don't know much about her other than that yeah well this album if the if you haven't listened to it is all about um black women and so it is all about celebrating and honoring black women um so every single track in this album is named after someone who has influenced or is important in uh, to Rhapsody and how she views uh, black women, African-American women as well. So 
Um, there is going to be, before we even get into it, there is a lot of like history within this album, which was something that I was particularly like, I was keen to, to look at as well. And I think like in terms of construction, this is probably one of our, one of the most like solid in terms of theme. Yeah. Well, it's just one continuous theme throughout. Yeah. So it doesn't really fluctuate. It, It literally stays with the theme. Um, but obviously, it's not particularly geared to us as three white dudes from Australia. So, um, like, we're literally the opposite of what Rhapsody is talking about. So, it was interesting to kind of try and put, like, ourselves in her shoes and try and listen to what she was saying and try to understand. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, she's got a message. She's got a message. Like, you, you can appreciate the message even if we're not, you know, young black women ourselves, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent, one hundred percent. But yeah, as we said, it literally is all about, you know, commemorating and, and understanding black women. But shall we get into track one, Nina? Let's do it. So I'll just say track one is based on Nina Simone. Um, and she was a singer and a songwriter in various musical genres. Um, and she was actually also um, a civil rights activist. So if you haven't checked out Cena's uh, Nina Simone, check her out. She was very important in terms of for for Rhapsody, um, and she she took her as an influence in terms of how she grew up as well. So um, that's pretty interesting. Like I was never aware of Nina Simone before I listened to this song. Well, are you going to give us a little history on every single? Uh... Well, some don't need some don't need history. No, but I'd like to be that. Honest. I would like that though, because I I don't know I don't know some of them. I'll give you. I did do research on every single one of them, so I've got some history on every single one of them. Fantastic! Can't wait. <laughs> um, and uh, Rhapsody also said just quickly that Lauren Hill was her greatest influence. So Lauren Hill, obviously a legendary female artist as well. So yeah. um, that is who. Rhapsody attributes like her her idol in a way, but I actually really like this intro. Like I thought this beat was really good. Like the soul sam- the vocal sample in there, it's simple and it's haunting. It like it works for me, and I thought it was actually the perfect way to start the album. Like it just hit quite hard. Um, there were also some like good bars, or shall I say, she says metal gates. Mm. So I kind of like that play on words. That like they're not just bars, they're metal gates. Yeah. Like it's quite strong. You can you can feel that. We, you'll notice that this album though, there is no gangster shit. Like it is very rare. So as people who like gangster hip hop, you're not going to get this in this album. She gets so she, she's she's kind of braggadocious in in spots though. Like especially on this track, I feel like she, yeah, she's spitting some hard bars here. Yeah, well, she says, I drew a line without showing my body. That's a skill. Bad to the bone and the grill. You'd be dead wrong if it looks killed. I'm still on my spill in the spirit of El Hill. Like, I love those lines. And dead wrong, obviously, going to the Biggie reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she also says, no, I'm a God MC, because N, I made the devil wait. For I brought hell. You ain't got to tell me I'm a hella great. I don't speak on it nowadays. I just meditate. Y'all can have the bars, and I spit hard metal gates. Yeah, that's gangster shit. That is gang- that is gangster that's, shit. That's braggadocious shit that I love. Like, there's a little bit uh, here. 
so she she shows off. It, this isn't one where she just like is only message. She's showing off and bragging. I actually really like this, and the instrumental went a long way for making me like it. I gave this five stars to start off with. That beat, that beat, I loved. Yeah, strong, strong start. I, Very strong. Yeah, I agree. I bloody agree. Straight away from that strange fruit sample, like. Obviously, my mind goes straight to Kanye's "Blood on the Leaves." Um, Blood that on is, the leaves. Hell yeah, that's just such <laughs> a banger. But this is such a different, like instrumental. Like uh, Mark Bird flipped it, just way diff- Like so much. Um, it's so different to Kanye's version that it it just works and it stands on its own. So I love that. And yeah, soul sample. That, that goes throughout it's it's perfect so it even though kanye has a version with the same sample that's a banger i appreciate this equally so yeah the beat works for me um and yeah you you said everything like rhapsody opens up the song opens up the album like really strong and she's doing the shit that mm. i want to hear you know she's spitting real shit and she's spitting hard bars. And, like, we're going to see it throughout the album. She's on a mission to empower black women. And, like, that message comes across on this track. And you can feel it. And, you know, it's it's just a solid track. There's, like, one... The one negative is, like, there's a bit of boring spoken word poetry at the end. But even then, like, you've got the instrumental it's still there. It's it's underneath the the poetry, so I don't even mind that the, there's an element I, you know, I would take off if I could. But like overall, great instrumental, great rapping, great message. It's bloody five stars. I actually like that poetry. I feel like nah. it just works. No, 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 no. No, I don't want to hear poetry. I don't want to hear spoken word poetry. I want to hear some solid flows. I want to hear some, you know. Good rapping. I don't want to hear, you know, I'll buy a poetry album if I want to hear that shit. But it did, it is important for the album. It like ties it together. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a music man. I'm not a, I'm not a, like music comes first. Like, yeah, you can, you can make an album that is really well constructed and flows from one song to the other. But I also want a song to stand on its own and have all the right elements. And so if I could, I'd take the spoken word poetry off because it's, it doesn't move me musically. That's all I'm saying. What do you reckon, Matt? I reckon that uh, I need to re-listen to this because I'm Uh-oh. giving stars. <laughs> How many? Three. Jeez. Very harsh. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I liked the background vocals. I thought the beat was solid. Um, I liked how it sort of built it throughout, built throughout the, like, the track. She's clear and confident in the delivery of her lyrics. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I think it was just sonically, I just, yeah, didn't vibe the, like, the overall feeling of the song as much as you guys did. So, did, we, did like, the Kanye version affect your appreciation of this song? Um, possibly. It wasn't until I, like, searched up where I'd heard Blood on the Leaves before. Um, yeah, because I know you like then, that song. I know you love that song. I do. I do like that song. So then when I actually when I put the dots together, I was like, oh, okay. And she, it's not the only time she does that as well in, in this album. Yeah. Mm. 
yeah, it, it does, like you said before, when you know there's a better version of the track or the sample hasn't been used well, it does affect it. I'm not sure yeah. if that put a had a had a play on my three star r- review of this song, but I was just like, yeah, you know, it's good. It's not like I'm about bangers. I need a banger, so it's like <laughs> give me that or give me like some sort of hint of a West Coast beat, which she sort of does <laughs> in this album, um, which I actually give five stars to that track for. So um, yeah, I, it was okay. It was good. Fun fact: I was teaching my kids um, about Nina Simone in. Uh, class really? Oh, yeah. So um, we had in over here. We have um black. Do you have a fun under. fact for us? Um, she is well known for the song "Mr. Backlash," is what, which is what we um looked at in our in one of our lessons. We we played mm-hmm. that song and then um analyzed it and what the sort of lyrics meant and yeah, she cool. um it was um it was really cool that when I looked at the album and the track listing, I. I noticed at first i was like all these names i think it was when i got down to oprah actually then i was like okay He's like, <laughs> you recognize that one didn't you <laughs> yeah, yeah. you like, bloody recognize oprah didn't you yeah 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 but like you know it's interesting because like a lot of the other ones i was like wait who are who are these women like i don't know so it's like it was oh, good there, that- there's a few you surely recognize yeah there's a few easy ones but there's a few that like we had to go research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But it's like, well, the, the good thing is, like, she even talks about in one of her songs that you know, um, we need to start edu- Like, she feels it's her responsibility to educate people about famous black women because, like, they're not doing it in schools. Well, it's like they might not be doing it at all schools, but I know in the school that I um, teach our students about, um, you know, she's black talking history. shit about you, Matt. She's bloody rhapsody's talking <laughs> shit about you. She nah, thinks you're not like, teaching crazy. about Nina Simone. Yeah, mate, oh, mate, we had we had a whole, like, because like I said, in October, it's like Black History Month, so it's like every single lesson we had for reading um, was all about um, famous people, black people who, you know, have um, had an impact in history. So we're doing yeah. it, mate. We're well, it's it. interesting. It'll be interesting to see how many of the ones on this album are touched out of, like, your topics at school. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because, but obviously, you do ones in the UK, so that is the only kind of preface that it's not like obviously going to be hundred percent the same. Because in the Simone, UK, Nina Simone's not from the UK. No. Yeah, I know, but all I'm saying is there are also you know African women in the UK that are important to their um, to their Black History Month. So, like, there will obviously be a bit of difference. But I'm interested to see what other ones you've touched on at school. Yeah. Mm. Might find out. Okay, start for me, but the next song is a huge improvement. So, Is it? Well, tell us, Matt. Track two, Cleo. So named, Cleo. named after Cleopatra. No. Damn it. No. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's definitely not. It's, I thought it could be as well, but Cleo, this track is actually um, all about her challenges in the music industry. And what she had to go through to make it as a black woman in the industry, and she she named it after the character Cleo from the 1996 movie Set It Off, oh. which was played by Queen Latifah. Ooh. So in that movie, Cleo is a character that stands up for yourself and doesn't take no for an answer. So that is why this song was named after Cleo because it represents Rhapsody within the hip hop. 
uh, hip hop genre. Nice. Interesting. Um, that Phil Collins sample, guys, how good is that? Trash. Yeah. Really? No, I love it. No, it's in, it's a meme. It's embarrassing. I don't like it at all. It's so recognizable. It's like it's 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 you. Do you know, do you remember that Eminem song, No Love with Lil Wayne? Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it uses that incredibly like recognizable meme sample. It's just like it just it's distracting, and it, that's what happens here. Like everyone knows "In the Air Tonight" by Phil Collins. Like it's too distracting. I couldn't get over it. But go on. <laughs> well, I, I loved it. Because I was like, this is such a good song, and I knew it as a song before I did it as, as a meme. So I was like, you know, just and it's funny. And funny enough, I was literally listening to the same song, the Phil Collins song, the other day, and it's just so epic. Like it just has this like this enormous like build up to that one point where the drums just come in. And it's just like, oh, I love it. So <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a really cool mixing of genres there using that. But the drums aren't in this track. No, they're not. They're not, but the actual song itself, talking about how good the build-up is to those drums. Because, like, you don't expect it. It's, like, all very, like, somber and, like, innocent. And then, like, the drums coming. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to that Phil Collins song. So good. Um, Yeah, I like that. Um, I also preferred the drum beat in this particular song more than the last one. I know the last one had, like, a building effect, but this one felt more constant to me. Um. Again, she's like she delivers. She has a really good delivery. I have no problems with her delivery. Um, I also like the feature on this song, who I don't know who they are, but uh, trash. You didn't like the feature, okay? The one who's who's on the hook. Yeah, I think so. Such a bad hook. Yeah. such a bad. I actually hook. like the hook. Oh god. Yeah. yeah, I actually really like the hook. I actually gave this a good a good score. I gave it a good review, but the two things you've pointed out so far, I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah no, I'm, I'm I'm all for this. I'm giving this four stars. Um, I'm I'm very happy with this. So it was a big big improvement from the last one. Not not enough to give it five, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Did you have any quotables? Um, now they say I ain't elite. Who are they? On to the next. I don't take time to address opinions. That ain't ninth Dre, Dre or Jay Z. Yeah. Only that they yeah. does I need are them and they and the streets, right? She does this weird thing and she does it all throughout the album. And I don't, I, I think it's overused. At the end of a lot of her lines, she like repeats, like, or she like will have like an add in, like she'll repeat yeah. a word or she'll have an add in, and she does it a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm, I'm just like overused, possibly overused. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I actually gave you the same score as you did. Four bloody stars. Despite the fact that I think, you know, the Phil Collins sample is way too distracting because, like, it's got me, I'm thinking about that song and I'm also thinking about this song. Like, it's a bit strange. The hook featuring that dude, like, there's just, it's not catchy at all. It's like a weird back and forth between Rhapsody and this guy, and it doesn't sound good at all, and there's no melody to it, and it's too wordy. Like, I I don't understand it at all. I don't know how you guys thought it sounded good. Um, But the saving grace and what brings the song up to four stars is Rhapsody's bars. Like, she's talking Mm -hmm. about real shit, and she's addressing all the haters. 
Like I got bars where she says, every door you close, every back you turn, can't keep me away from the life I earned. My rock bottom is still the high life you yearn. What ain't given, I had to take my turn. So like that's that's real shit. Like that's yeah, that's my favorite lyrics on this track. And then, and then in the second verse, I think she turns her attention and calls out like the music industry as a whole, and like yeah. does not hold back. And she's talking about how it's run by majority white people who only care about money. Like so they exploit black people and the black experience. And then on top of that, they only promote female rappers that have high sex appeal, like your Cardi B's and all that. So the content is really strong, but the musical backing and the strange hook is like a little too distracting for me, but it's still four stars is how good Rhapsody's bars are. Yeah. So I didn't find those two things annoying, which is why I gave it five stars. Mm. Whoa. Because I I liked that hook where she was like, we ain't forgot about them shots, Jack. They're going to be mad when I squeeze back. Like she's firing back. Like she's going all out. She's not pulling any punches and touching on that, you know, where she's saying that what is happening in the industry is not good is she says, a black woman story that I want this kind of rapping. They love a fantasy. They love the gun bang action. What good is a black woman to them? Raped us in slavery. They're raping us again. Only put us on TV if our titties jiggling. Mm-hmm. Like that, those bars are so strong and they're so, they're worded in such a way that it is clear that what is she, she is saying. So I think that her expression was really good. And she also said this other line wonder how a bunch of sheep can have opinions on a goat yeah and i just i just like that braggadocious part but i think that the the lyrics are the best part and this phil collins sample kind of sneaks up on you went over my head to begin with and then i started to enjoy it more and more so yeah i gave this five stars i thought this was um a really good start you know two tracks two five stars for me and you know, one five for you, Danny, and one four. So, and then Matt didn't have the same experience, but um, I thought, yeah, good start, first two tracks. Mm. I can feel it calling in the air tonight. <laughs> That's the one thing it missed: the drums. Yeah, yeah. See, but that was good. It was, it was, it was a great sample, a great song. Oh, I, I, you know, I was funny. I was watching on YouTube the other day. Um, these these two um, guys review that song, and they usually review hip hop albums and hip hop songs. And like they'd never heard the song before for some. I don't know whether they were faking or like they actually legitimately hadn't heard it before. But like they they were just like going through the song like pretty blase. They're like, oh yeah, this is alright. Like I don't know what all the fuss is about. And then like when those drums kick in, they're like, whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll share that with you guys, and you can watch Please it. Please don't. Funny. Please don't. Well, moving, Danny, like as we discussed privately, but I'm going to have a nightmare transitioning into into a lot of these uh, smoothly. But track three, Alia. That was smooth. Thanks. (laughs) I believe believe it's pronounced Alia. Hey, got him. I think he's right. I think he's right. Alia. Alia. Yeah. Well, Matt, do you know, or Danny, do you know who this was named after? Yeah, it's named after Aaliyah. 
Yeah, I walked into that one. <laughs> she was like a she was like a hip hop artist. She was a hip hop artist back in the day. Yeah, she died very young. Yeah, she died in two thousand and one at the age of twenty one. Yeah, um, after she was uh, leaving a video shoot um, from the track "Rock the Boat," her final music video, and she died in a plane crash. So yeah, she just references this one because um, she obviously likes her music, and she was a very successful female artist who didn't have to sexualize herself. So as as we've already heard from Rhapsody, she takes pride in the fact that she doesn't have to sexualize herself to be successful, and she continues to encourage artists to to focus on their art and not necessarily focus on using their bodies as being the the most appealing part of who they are. Mm. Mm. Danny, did you want to kick this one off? Yeah, why not? I don't have much to say on it, though. Like, this is just an average song to me. Um, It's just basically the instrumental just doesn't work. I just feel like it has all the elements that I would usually like, but just the execution isn't there. Like, there's a vocal sample and, you know, I love a good vocal sample and the vocal sample plays throughout, but just the vocal sample here, it's just, it's just there. It's just hovering over the track, but it doesn't actually add to the melody of the music yeah. or anything. So I think it was just really poorly used. And so the instrumental as a whole doesn't work. And then this is probably Rhapsody's least impressive performance so far out of the three anyway out of the three tracks. So, you know, she's not really saying much as she did on the previous two songs, I feel. So, yeah, just just an average track and it's going to be a three stars from me. I 100% agree with you. This, to me, is her least impressive track so far. And I almost feel that the, the instrumental didn't do her any favours. In this one... Rhapsody's voice seemed a little bit more nasally than in the others. Like I like I've enjoyed her voice in this one. The beat didn't seem to work with the sound of her voice that well. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know. I, I just didn't vibe with it. I thought the other two instrumentals were just way stronger. Um and I just don't feel like the bars were as good as the previous two tracks either. Yeah. Um she does have some some good lines though. She says, is a loss a blessing? Only a few of my friends died. I know another side of graves, some always at a graveside. Bad Boys was the only one I liked. Most of my ex-boyfriends all got two strikes. Bad Boys. Another reference to, um, you know, Biggie and P. Diddy's record label, Bad Boys. Um, But uh, just the imagery of like, you know, she says only a few of my friends died. Like, I can't imagine if any of my friends died. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I can't imagine if one of you two died, what that would do to me. And so just that imagery is just like really deep. Um, yeah. But I, I think that that was few and far between. This wasn't the strongest and this outro was unnecessary long. It was like 30 seconds of just outro. And that is generally a pet peeve of mine, like an unnecessarily long outro. But I gave this three stars as well. It's just not the best in comparison to the past two tracks we've heard. I 200% agree with both of you. Oh, we've matched up for the first time. (laughs) We've done it. 
How are those background vocals, though? Angelic, aren't they? <laughs> there you are. <laughs> yeah, so good. Did you actually like them? Um, I did, I did. It's also appropriate because it's like Aaliyah's, you know, obviously passed away and it's like, I'm just, yeah, I couldn't think of any other word than angelic to describe them. It's like Aaliyah is, you know, singing from the heavens. Um, you know, it's appropriate, it's pleasant. It's got a semi-hard hitting beat, just a semi. Um, <laughs> when it, when We're not talking about how you felt throughout this album, Matt. <laughs> when it's actually present. Um, lyrics are okay, but nothing special. Um, I'm not sure. I like the auto-tune and electronic feel incorporated into parts of this song, though. It, it seems a little bit confused at parts, so that's why it's a it's a big three. <laughs> a big three. <laughs> on the big three this time. Yeah, yeah. It's not a small one. So, would you give the first one? Did you give the first one three? That was a small three. Though. That was, was a small three. Small three for Nina. Uh, a big four for Cleo, and then a big four for Aaliyah. <laughs> What what about Oprah? What are you giving Oprah? Oh, just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> oh. No, it's more about what I'm giving Whoopi, to be honest. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Wait until, wait until Whoopi comes on. That's, that's the main event. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, come on, mate. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yes. You've got to spoiler alert everything that you give away. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving into track four, Oprah, it is the first... And the the first obvious one of of this album in to terms you. of who she is. Oh, you don't know who Oprah is? No, it's the first obvious one to you. Yeah, to me. Aaliyah. I everyone, would say for- everyone knows Aaliyah. What's that? What's that um, um, the game, Dreams? Yeah, yeah. Got, she got to mention. I'm pretty sure she like had some history. She had like a history with R. Kelly as well. A dark history with R. Kelly, Aaliyah. Really? Yeah. I think I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but I think that's true. Well, what a scumbag. I hope not. Yeah. But yeah. Moving into track four, Oprah. Um, so 99% of the world knows who Oprah is, but Oprah, in case people don't know, was actually the first female black billionaire. Whoa. So she was the first to to bridge that and obviously... There are people who she has inspired, including obviously Rhapsody, and I think we can see that in this track. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll take this one. But I'll, I'll start with um the the beat. I think it is a fun beat, and it's very different from the last track. Like it wasn't like I really didn't vibe to the last one. This one's a little bit more fun. Um, and my complaint here is repetitive hook. And a bridge that we use twice is too much. Like, just choose one or the other. I, I'm not a huge fan of using like a bridge that sounds like a hook and a hook at the same time. It just doesn't really work for me. Like, I just I want to hear more bars. Like, I want to hear more rapping than I than anything else. Um, and like that dollar dollar dollars 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 circulate. Like it just went on. That second time was done. I didn't give the delivery at all. So, um, but yeah, I just feel like it just was a bit too much. Um, but I did like Rhapsody's bars where she says, "Y'all should give me an honorary masters rapper. Work the green just like the masters. The new slave talking like he got a master. Screaming free thought. All the greatest legends behind bars. They really talk." 
Yeah. I thought that was that was good. Um and I thought Lakeely forty seven, I have no idea how to say that, but I hope I didn't butcher it. I thought her flow was really good. Mm-hmm. Um because I thought Lakeely was the winner on this. Mm. So I'm interested to see what you guys thought. Right, there um, is no winner here. There are no winners here, Aaron. Well, those two won for me. Um, and I liked, as I've said to you before, Danny, I like the outro by Raina Biddy, um, who's, a, as you said, spoken word poet. Um, I thought she said some powerful things. Like she said, for my grandma who got to pick cotton and my granddad who got lashed at, then laughed at, who turned your back on, who took your turn on Massa. I'm sorry, I'm kind of violent now. Fucking tired now. Don't mean to disturb your peace. Just need a little piece of what you got when I helped you out for Massa. You got me hot now. Like, I think I think those lyrics are really powerful and they were really good. Um, but my critique is the hook um, and the lyrics weren't as good as we've seen before. So I gave that three and a, ho- three and a half stars. Mm. Yeah, not too far off. Um, I agree that, like, the beat's, you know, fun, funky. It's got a funky vibe to it. I agree that the hook is absolute trash. Trash, dog. Like, just, yeah, the repetitiveness of it is dull. Dull, dull, circulate is so repetitive, so boring. Um, And, like, there's nothing else in the song, really. Like, there's not a huge amount of content in the song, the verses are pretty short, so like I didn't get too much lyrics out of it. Um, the featured guest who you love, I think her bridge that you mentioned is terrible. Like, and she puts on this annoying ass voice for it. Like she sounds completely different in her verse. But yeah. for, that, for that bridge, she's doing some such an annoying voice. Like it's terrible. Um she might have a good flow. I think I think she does sound good when she's when she's doing her verse. Yeah, she did sound good when she was doing her verse. She had a very good flow, but that bridge, garbage. Yeah. So that means she's not a winner for me. Um and then the outro that you like, like again, for me, spoken word poetry, like it might be deep and meaningful, but even then, she's like she del- she's not delivering it. She's it's pretty boring to listen to. Like she's not giving it any, you know, Oomph. So, um, yeah, this is another, you know, average one. I'm going to give this one a small three stars. Small three, yeah, fair. Yeah. What did you give it, Aaron, again? Three and a half. I gave it a a, a larger three in the three and a half range. No, no, no. It's a big three and a half. No, no, no. Big three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no no small, you know, it's it's small and big threes. There are small and big three and a halves, and there are small and big fours, all right? I see now. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to import my own. Well, don't get too clever, mate. (laughs) Trust me, that's not a problem I have. (laughs) Um, This is, for me, a three star. Yeah. I wanted it to be more. I really did. Really, really did. But you know what saved? You know what I think gave it this the three stars alone was that beat. That that it's really like it's like hollow. It's like had like a hollow, like deepish sound to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really liked that beat. So that was probably the where the three stars came from. Um, it did have a little bit of a trappy feel with that like snare um, throughout mm. the track actually. 
a little bit of a trap trap in there. Um, very, very poor lyrics and very, <laughs> very poor, very poor hook. Um, it also annoys me that it didn't really relate to the track title. Um, and None of it did. did. It did. Did it? Well, they, the hook is all about money. Oh, it's a stretch. Yeah, but like, it's, 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 I reckon they're reaching. I reckon they're reaching there. Um, the Nikki slash Cardi B sound alike feature was okay. Um, the outro was dope. I really, really liked the outro. Um, yeah. The beat and the outro saved the track for me. Three stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is interesting though that that. You know, you and I, Matt, both like the outro and Danny, not a huge fan. I just, I, I can appreciate what she's saying, but she's not delivering it in a way that makes me want to listen to what she's saying. Mm. Well, she's just not flowing. Yeah. He's entitled to his wrong opinion, Aaron. Hey! <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, they're literally, they're literally out of my mouth from last week, so. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come up with your own bloody shit catchphrases. <laughs> Well, Matt, this is the one you've been alluding to, track five, Whoopi. Yeah, boy. This is the best song on the album right here. Favorite album song right here. It's, it's named this after song. the famous famous Whoopi cushion inventor, isn't it? Correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Sorry, Whoopi correct. Goldberg, as she's better known. Whoopi Goldberg, uh, uh, an icon. Um, in the acting um, icon actress, actually, for and also yeah. talk show host. Um, yeah, she's one of the greats. I What's always remember movie? her. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was about to say this, mate. Now, I never I saw ask this track. <laughs> Don't interrupt. I never saw it. Um, but I do have another movie that I did see Whoopi Goldberg in that I used to really love as a kid. I think I remember like watching it at my grand's a lot. It used to be on like the, the TV. Um, the Color Purple. No, no, it was something about America. Made um, made in America, actually. Yeah, that was the one. Um, yeah. I really liked her in that. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Whoopi Goldberg movies. I think she was also in, yeah, she was also in Ghost. She was also yeah. good in Ghost. Um, mm. Yeah, so, but back to back to the review. This is <laughs> such a good song. This is five stars, without a doubt. Um, also, I, is, did, like, Kendrick jump on this track or something for a minute? Or, like, did he, like... You know, did Rhapsody, like, have a meet-up with him and, like, just, like, hear him rapping and then be like, I'm going to get on that Kendrick flow? Because this literally sounds like Kendrick Lamar, like, rapping when Rhapsody is. Um, is yeah, yeah, I didn't not, pick that up at all. Not like the sound, but, like, the, the flow is the same. If you re-listen to it, now that I've said it, it sounds like Kendrick, I bet you you'll see it. Um, she has also on this track very clever uh, bars. Um, I don't know, I just, like, it's obvious, like, but you know, when she says they go and make a sister act up, like, you know, obviously reference to Whoopi Goldberg's movie Sister Act, but also like reference to her being like she's gonna like, you know, while out, she's gonna like go a bit crazy. So I thought that was clever. Um, it's got a funky. I think this is a funky beat, this one. Um, but also smooth. So it's like funky mm. and smooth. There's literally no complaints I have about this track. So yeah, and that's also why it's my favorite of the album. This is five stars. Yeah. Danny, do you want to go? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, he said it all, but uh, I, um, 
my opinion is not exactly the same. Like, I also think it's a funky beat, fun to listen to. Rhapsody sounds like she's having fun as well. And, like, you can hear it in the verses and even in the hook, um, although I don't think the hook is as catchy as she thinks it is. But I also didn't pick up until Matt said it, the whole sister sister act up. I didn't actually pick that up, <laughs> which I should have because it's whoopee. Uh, so that's good. Um, i got to shout out the line where she says, wish you would like I want new Andre. Just because, yeah. you know. I knew you would. Yeah, because who doesn't <laughs> wish for some new Andre? 3,000 in their life. Um, but, like, even though the song sounds fun and energetic, like, I personally don't love it. I just think it's no. pretty good. Yeah, I just think it's pretty good. So I'm giving it four stars. Oh, come on, Aaron. Let me say, before I tell you what I gave it, the reason she titled this particular track after Whoopi was because she thinks that Whoopi just says what she like says what she thinks. She doesn't really like you know censor what she says. She just says what's on her mind and isn't afraid to speak up. So that's what this song is about. And I agree with me, Matthew. <laughs> I <laughs> I also loved this beat i absolutely love this beat and i gave this five bloody stars big stars um i thought the delivery was really good i loved her faster flow um i was waiting to see if she would deliver a faster flow and she did and generally speaking i prefer fast flows that's just the type of hip-hop that i like so um yeah i also liked her lines um Rappers are savage. I don't bear malice, but I go crazy. Day you try to play me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, oh, just, I think it's in the just delivery. Just your reaction, Daddy. Not great. Yeah, that was in the delivery. But five stars all day. I agree with Matt. This was definitely up there for me for one of the best tracks on the album. I also just like how she was like, Back on the block screaming, underlay, underlay. I just like that <laughs> little bit. <laughs> Moving into track six, Serena. Does anyone know who this is? Wait, what on? about poor Venus? What about poor Venus? I mean, she never gets a shout out. It's all about, always about Serena. <laughs> Who's a better tennis player? Obviously, Serena. <laughs> Actually, no, Aaron, you're the one. You, you have more like knowledge on this than me. You tell me. Yeah, I actually, well, I was going to say, here's a bit of a quiz question for both of you. Ooh. There's two parts to it. How many Grand Slams has Serena Williams won and how many of them are singles titles? Um, Jeez, I'd just be guessing. I'd, Ten. Grand, <laughs> Ten? No way. Is Grand, Grand Slams... Oh. Is French Open, Wimbledon, Australian Open, US Open called when they win all four? That is a, um, oh, I think that is a. Let me double check. Oh god, they win. You suck. This likes tennis. <laughs> called four rackets. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Jeez, this is this is good podcasting. This is really <laughs> No, it is called a Grand Slam. So if you win every single one, oh. four four in a row, it is called a Grand Slam. Oh, so what is one called? It's just called winning a Grand Slam title. So there are four Grand Slams, and if you win all four of them, you've won a complete Grand Slam. That is confusing. It no, is. just think of a Grand Slam title as like one Infinity Stone. When you collect all four, <laughs> you put them in a the little grubby, and then you've got a then you've got a yeah, Infinity. You have an Infinity Gauntlet. It's not called Infinity Stone. Stone. <laughs> yeah, not different names if you if you put all the bloody stones in the gauntlet. But tennis isn't known for its logic because it also goes 15, 30, 40. Yeah. yeah. But that's, so, that's why I don't understand your question because you could say how many Grand Slams is in individual no, or... Grand Slam titles. Does that mean so individual? Individual, or? yeah. So how many so, individual <laughs> titles... Wow, this is, this is great. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> so how many individual Grand Slam titles, so individual tournaments... Okay, individual out of the, tournaments. Okay. Out of the, those four tournaments, has she won? And how many of them are singles titles? I would say she's won four. Uh, total? Or is that how many singles? Singles. Matt, what's your guess? Three. You said well, ten before. Yeah, you said ten. You should have stuck with ten because that is way closer. But she has won 27 Grand Slam titles. Yeah. And 23 of which are singles titles. And just to put that in perspective, Roger Federer has 20 Grand Slam titles. And Rafael Nadal has 20 Grand Slam titles. So she has the most out of every single tennis player in the world. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Pretty good. Yeah, so she is definitely the greatest female tennis player of all time, if not the greatest tennis player of all time. Um, Just based on her elite record, she's also won four Olympic gold medals. So she is very much, and as a fan of tennis, she has always been kind of maligned for the way she looked. She doesn't look like a typical athlete. She is very curvy. Um, she is massive. Like she's really strong. She just doesn't look like your typical female tennis player. Um, and so she, she was kind of always like had a go for like not being what a typical female, female tennis player looks like, but also being like ultra curvy at the same time. And um, so this is kind of where this track goes to, where it's talking about, the way women look and the way people are stereotyped and things like that. So that's why this track is titled Serena. Well, can I just say I just feel dumb about my guess of four? Well, you should. <laughs> I thought it was a trick question of like no, because I thought you were because we were talking about Venus as well, and then you started talking about singles. So I was like, oh, maybe she's only won four Grand Slams, but like twenty-seven doubles with her sister. I don't know. No, nah. but you tricked me. You double tricked me. Yeah. I got you. I, I didn't mean to trick you, but I'm glad I did just to yeah. just to show that you don't know everything, which is good. <laughs> There's at least one thing I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But do, speaking of things you don't know, do you want to take this one away? Well, I do know about my opinion of this uh, song. Uh, well, I guess I don't know. So maybe things I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Here we have another extremely annoying hook but that is mainly due to the to the sample 
that just don't stop getting getting like so annoying um i actually like the beat though particularly that faint keyboard melody but then the hook comes crashing through and just ruins everything it's just so annoying um rhapsody is doing her thing she's like showing off a new flow while not saying anything too noteworthy in my opinion um could have been a solid track without the terribly misused sample so as it stands i'm giving this one three and a half stars oh that's disappointing yeah after that whole serena williams build up yeah i know it's very disappointing matt what do you think he's gone to sleep I thought this was more than three. <laughs> Where'd you stars. go? <laughs> All right. So this is a big four stars. <laughs> um, I like the hook. I like the smooth beat. I enjoy the background music. Rhapsody has a nice flow on this song. Um, yeah. The, the, I mean, you would be thinking, well, why haven't you given it five? I actually don't know. <laughs> This is a common occurrence in Matt's reviews. He gives this a, is. he gives a review and doesn't know why. <laughs> it's also yeah. It's also like sometimes you you give a song. You're like, oh, this was good. This was good. This was good. <laughs> Two stars. <Yeah. laughs> Just like to, uh, keep you uh, yeah on your toes. Mate, it sounds like you're keeping yourself on your toes. Yeah, I just love when you're looking at your notes and you're like, why the hell did I write this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, no. The, the lyrics, though. These lyrics, how good are these? All right, you ready? No. Yeah. That's a Wonder Woman superhero was black man that saved y'all Neo. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's it. That's it. <laughs> And yeah. and let, and um, why do you like those lyrics? Can I? <laughs> I, was, I was I was hoping I was hoping you were going to ask, and I was I was worried you weren't going to. So then I thought you would continue on. Yeah. <laughs> so I like those lyrics because it's a reference to the Matrix. And, <laughs> <laughs> and more specifically, a reference to Morpheus. Hey! Yeah. Neo by getting him out of the matrix, giving him the choice between the red and the blue pillars. Nice, nice. So, yeah, I liked that movie reference. As you know, I love my movie references. Now this is a. Now what we're going to do is we're going to switch this review up and start reviewing the Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Please do. Please do. So yeah, no, that was I thought that was a really clever line. I also thought it was like, you know, everyone's like, oh, Neo's the hero. He's like, you know, the the, the he steals the show. But like, really, without Morpheus, Neo would still be in the bloody Matrix. Yeah, Morpheus is the mm. coolest character for sure. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He also has those glasses that he doesn't need. That they don't have like the frame that he puts on his ears. They just yeah. sit on his eyes, which is gangster. And that's not this Actually, is uh, my- yeah. Go on. Well, for my birthday, can you actually get me those? Because, like, that would be really cool. Really <laughs> cool. Uh, sure. Are we going to hear about Morpheus a bit later in the album too? Spoiler. Yeah, no. Mm. No, well, I'm not going to mention it, but I'm pretty sure she specifically mentions Morpheus later. You could be right. No, I'm, I'm definitely right. 
I just didn't write down the lyrics. <laughs> I thought maybe you guys might have. It's like some reference to Morpheus, but also uh, Boys in the Hood. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, she she like she's saying. Oh, I don't even know what song it is, but she says something like, "Sometimes she's Morpheus, and sometimes she's Trey," which is Cuba Gooding. Oh Jr. yeah. In in uh, Cuba Gooding in Boys in the Hood. So sometimes. She she's the hero. Sometimes she wears the cape, and sometimes she needs guidance. And I was cool, but uh, I guess I'm not going to mention it again. So <laughs> it didn't make that much of an impact on me. Clearly, you just remembered it. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like this song. The the part that you didn't like, Danny, the hook, I liked. Have I said my opinion? Oh yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You said that you hated the hook. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting, he's going senile, Matt. He's yeah. getting very old. He can't remember what he's been talking about. Now <laughs> yeah. uh, this review's going on so long, I already forgot where we are. <laughs> yeah, compared to our other ones, this is very short. So, um, but yeah, I liked what you didn't like, Danny. I liked that hook where it's like, don't stop, get it, get it. And I believe there's like a French Montana song where it's like called Pop That with like Drake and Lil Wayne and like it's a massive posse cut, Rick Ross. And it uses this sample way, 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 way better. Well, regardless, despite that, the bars were shorter and sharper and I loved the flow and I loved that hook. So I gave this four, uh, sorry, five stars. I got my fours and fives confused, but five stars. Again, that beat to me really worked. And I just liked... uh, just a few of the bars. My career like Bryant's slow start, but I go far. Get more heart than a giant. Evolve that science. Still move in silence. That's a better hunt. Who I learned it from. All the tigers and lions. Yeah, that is good. Mm. So I like that. I gave this five stars. Um, I think she says some interesting things here. Her flow is interesting here. So um, yeah, I was, I was very impressed with what I saw so far before we moved into track seven, Tyra. Mm. That's where it, uh, it stops impressing me, to be honest. Really? No! This yeah. This is a great song. Oh, I, I didn't love it. I honestly didn't love it. But track seven, Tyra. Obviously, Tyra Banks. This is uh, like a track four. Um, I'm assuming you both know who Tyra Banks is. No, please tell me. Please illuminate me. She's an American personality producer and businesswoman, as well as a model. So she was most famous for Top Model, America's Top Model, yeah, for having that show. But like, I I saw a, a YouTube video recently about like the shit that they were doing on America's Top Model, and by today's standards like none of it is okay Mm. like like they were putting like there was like a lot of cultural appropriation like they'd have like you know african themed and they'd make white chicks like dress up in african dress Mm. like things that are not okay by today's standard and like they would there's this girl like a very sexualized like photo session and one of the girls was like uh i don't feel particularly comfortable and they were like Oh, uh, you know, there are other girls who are more committed to it. They like pressured her into doing something she wasn't comfortable with. Mm. There's just like 
heaps of that shit that like these days looking back on it everyone's like oh tyra not so good yeah and you loved that show didn't you uh i didn't unfortunately i wish i liked it there was a lot of uh pretty women on there a bit skinny but uh yeah that was another problem actually i know tyra from uh the movie love and basketball what'd you rate that movie that's a bloody good movie. If you like her, is it? Yeah, and she's only she's like got a two minute scene where where she like plays the new girlfriend who eventually the dude dumps her for the for the main actress. But um, that's actually a good movie. If you like a good romantic, uh, just a good romantic comedy. It's it's more romance than comedy. But uh, if you're into that kind of shit, give love and basketball a go. Well, Danny's been getting into some romantic comedies recently. I love, so. I love a good romantic comedy. I like to feel good. Who doesn't like to bloody feel good? If you love um, basketball, you should watch The Last Dance. Oh, for- <laughs> I didn't say I liked basketball. I said I liked that movie because of the oh, romance. Oh, <laughs> get me a bucket. Hey. Uh, another, another saying of Danny's you've stolen. Mate. I know. <laughs> um but moving on to my review um i just this beat just wasn't as upbeat as i like Jesus. compared to the other two i just didn't like it as much it just wasn't as catchy catchy and it just washed over me but it didn't hit me that hard mm. you know yeah um the, there were some good lyrics though um i liked fine to the gristle boy i would make a blind man whistle that's my favorite yeah uh, it's such a good line love that. Um, that actually that that took out stuck out to me as well yeah well that's if it clearly stood out to all three of us it's it's a banger yeah no, but like, it is so but good I'm, I'm also a blind man so <laughs> that's, that's true and i also liked you looking at a winner remember i never had dough but I walk like I got it because my blood mixed with black and gold. Not as good. Black Not and as gold, good, but... Black and gold. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought this was... Not as good, personally, just not the sound that I prefer. Three stars. I'd skip this track. God damn, boy. How dare yeah. you? How bloody dare you? No, I've, I've, I've annoyed Tyra, yeah. to be honest. Matt. I've disappointed her. Tell him, tell him how wrong he is, Matt. He is so wrong. He is so, so wrong. <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, though. <laughs> Actually, did get this three stars. <laughs> um, uh, oh my is gosh! A, this, is, this, this, this is the definition of a skipperoo right here. Uh, oh, <laughs> shit hook, very very shit hook. Uh, lackluster instrumental. Oh my god! Lyrics were okay, but again. This is the second time I've said this. Nothing special. Lyrics are amazing. Just, I just feel there was no delivery. Nah, no delivery. Delivery was fine. Missing the delivery on this one. Nah. And, yeah, I just wasn't vibing this track at all. Next. My God. Well, I said it as a joke that you gave it two stars, but turns out you did. Yeah. 
I feel yeah. I felt guilty about not giving this five stars. I was like, oh, if there was one song I would have wanted to give five stars that I can't, it's this one. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. You, I, I think um, I love the vocal sample. Like this is an example where the vocal sample in the background just stays consistent throughout the whole song, but is actually dope. And like, this is like one of the trappiest beats we've heard so far with those skittering hi-hats and I don't know, works for me. So I like trap with vocal samples. That's like something mm. I really love. And then like, you know, straight from the first bar, like you said, flying to the gristle, boy, I could make a blind man whistle. And then like, that's hot. And then she just keeps going from there. Like she's actually got bars on this song. And then the only reason why I didn't give it five stars, because, like, the one thing I don't like is how the song basically stops dead when it reaches the hook. Like, the beat completely cuts out and it's just replaced by random noises until the second verse starts, but then it's fire again. Like, I did not like that choice at all, just the randomness of that hook. So... I downgraded it to four and a half stars, but I think this song's really good. I did like the other reference to my president still four four. That's like that the, her president is Obama. Yeah. That's that reference in there. So I like, as I said, I like the the lyrics in this, but yeah, three stars. I think the beat lost it for me. I don't know what it was, but it just didn't hit that hard. Hmm. Interesting. I'm I'm just interested to see what Matt thinks of the next one. Why? Just based Ooh. on, based on, like I, ha- I feel like I never know what Matt is gonna do. Why are you particularly interested about this one? Don't know because he knows so. this next song is an absolute banger. That is a joke. That is actually a joke. Track eight, Maya, named after Maya, Maya Angelou. Maya Correct. Rudolph. Who? Another another lady we studied in. No, Black History Month. Oh, what a hero. Oh. What a hero. Tell us, Matt. You can do the fun facts for this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I bet you know nothing. Um, she was actually a poet. Did you know that? Did you just look that up on Wikipedia? No, no, no. Not at all. She was shut, a, shut. a famous poet. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> she, oh, what did we read? I think we read one of her, no, no, there was like a famous we read one of her poems and then we analyzed it. But yeah. Um, so this song for me was an average three stars. The, I did, I did like, there's like a wind instrument playing in the background. I really, really liked that. That was good. Um, the beat was pretty good as well. Uh, her Rhapsody's rawness comes out for me on this track. Like her vocals, like they, they seem really raw, more raw than any of the other tracks. I think it's because like, I don't know, the, the instrumental is quite low. Like, it's not an overpowering instrumental. Um, the word you're trying to find is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I like the female background vocals, though. They, they, like, abruptly inter- like interrupt the song in different occasions. I didn't like that part. The the hook, though, I, I'm, I'll give the hook a pass. I quite like the hook. But it's still three stars. It's still average. <laughs> it's still 
<laughs> Don't worry, though. On the second half of the album, I think we start to get into a few bangasauruses, so don't worry. Well, I am worried. Yeah, as am I. Yeah. And, uh, but for this one, you're on the money, uh, uh, Matthew, because this is a big, big three stars as well. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, you, you put it politely, but the beat is shit. Um, the beat is really boring. The hook you got wrong. The hook is trash. Um, Kay Roosevelt is just uh, an average dude with uh, an average voice and his hook is weak and his singing does nothing for me. So, yeah, that's a bit shit. And then we've got... Uh, um, Rhapsody, Rhapsody comes along and she does her best to save the song. Uh, and she kind almost does. She does, like, particularly her second verse, I think, is full of good bars. Um, the one I'll mention is when she says, Knock on wood, that we made it through the day. I ain't the one to cross. I left that burden to Lecrae. And, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I've mentioned Lecrae before during our Stormzy review because um, I used yeah I used him as an example of uh, how Christian hip hop is a big sub genre now, and he's like the big like poster child of of Christian hip hop. And so so when she says, you know, I ain't the one to cross, uh, I left that burden to Lecrae. Obviously, the word cross has a double meaning. So, mm. you know, just a clever line. Uh, but at the end of the day, the beat bores me to death. So the highest I can go is three stars. Correct. Correct answer. Thank you. I disagree. I gave this four stars. You're an idiot. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I gave this four stars. But, but I did want to touch on... Maya Angelou, just quickly. Oh, what a um, what a blonde. I'm not being a hero. I'm just touching <laughs> on it. Matt, Matt was supposed to give us a nice story and, and tell us a little bit, but he didn't really tell us much. But where did you come um, across this information? Oh, the internet. I had I did some research. What, what particular website? Uh, it's called Rap Genie. Uh, yeah, correct. Thank you. Continue. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, she was the first. A black woman to write a screenplay for a major film, the first female poet to speak at a president's inauguration. A movie she worked with. Uh, I don't know, to oh, be honest. Do your research, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, she had fifty honorary degrees. Um, she won the Presidential uh, Medal of Freedom as well. Um, and she also uh, worked with Martin Luther King as well. Um, and she's really well known for um, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, mm-hmm. uh, which is her autobiography. That is the one. The Caged Bird, that's the one we read. Yeah. So that is her autobiography. That's really, really popular. And apparently gets mentioned in a number of songs. So she is a a big figure um, in, in America in terms of uh, especially African women. Uh, african-american women so um just want to touch on that but i gave this four stars baby i thought the the beat was pleasant and i actually liked the vocal sample i don't know why you guys didn't like it that much um it's it wasn't overcomplicated. um it was a touch too soft 
Um, but I feel like it just went with the tonality. The hook was okay. Like it was melodic, but I, like trash. We don't, I don't personally love that. I wouldn't call it trash. I just thought it was pleasant. Um, but I thought the rhyme schemes were pretty good in this. Like she says, you miseducated like Lauren Skill with the locks in. You confuse me. You confuse my box in with me, with me being boxed in. It's my native language. Ain't got to say it in moccasins. Just the rhyme scheme there is good to me. And she also, my favorite part of this whole track is her uh, Michael Jackson imitation where she says, and I approach him like Michael on the Motown stage. <laughs> and then she continues with it. <laughs> Yeah, so that made me laugh. Uh, what the hell was that, Aaron? That was uh, my Michael Jackson. That was actually really good. That was in the track. So she she did a good job there. That made me laugh. Um, and I just like that question at the end. You can't what? Control it. It ties up with the hook. Um, but not five. It It wasn't perfect to me. It's not like it was complete. I don't think the bars were as strong. Like in terms of they weren't mind blowing, they just had decent rhyme schemes. The hook is not the best either, so hence why it is four stars, a solid four, not five. Sure, 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 sure. Track nine, I have no idea how to say this. Ibitage. I'm, 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 I'm assuming that's how you say it. No, try again. Uh, Ibitage. Where's the Ibi? There's no I after the B. Ibtaj? Jesus Christ. <laughs> How would you say it? Ibtahaj. Oh, maybe you're right. No, I don't know. I just made that up. Maybe. Ooh, bad. Not great. But um, this is uh, the track that we were alluding to previously, um, which is the lead single uh, for the album. Um, so, and it is based on the track "Liquid Swords" by Jizza, mm. and so we obviously have. And Jizza makes an appearance on this track. But before I throw to Danny to give us his review on it, because um, I think he he you would be the the man to to kick this off. Um, this song is dedicated to uh, Ibdahaj Muhammad because um, she's a fencer um, and she has a sword, um, and so the the dedication was literal in that sense. And she's a Muslim American fencer. And she's the first one to perform in a hijab as well. So um, that was based on the fact that she was confident, fearless woman who in, even in sports never compromises. So that's why it was um, dedicated to her. Um, and she won a bronze medal as well. The first woman uh, to wear a hijab while representing the United States at the Olympics. So that's why it was uh, dedicated to her. Okay. Danny, without further ado, I think it's time for you to go. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So all I have to say is what the hell okay. is this shit? Oh, no. This is actually garbage. Um, like, so yeah, this is the song I was alluding to at the start where when this album came out, I saw that it came out, I scanned the track list, and the thing that got me excited was the bloody jizzer. 
because I am a massive Wu-Tang stan. I love Wu-Tang Clan so much. Um, Jizz's Liquid Swords is one of the best albums of all time. And uh, so I was just really excited when, when I saw the track list and I saw that he was on it. And then, like, also, Jizza is just one of the best rappers of all time, almost, and and definitely one of the best out of the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, is he in your top five? Uh, probably not, because I would put... I'd put Method Man over, just personally, I'd put Method Man over Jizza. Um, but, like, I, I'd say Jizza is more lyrical, but Method Man has the flow and just, you know, he, he's more my style of rapper. But I recognise that Jizza is, is so unbelievably talented as a rapper. Mm. And and this is, you know, like Aaron said, uh, an homage to... Jizz's classic song, Liquid Swords. And everything different about this song, because it's basically the same. They try to follow the formula of the of the original song. Everything different about this song from the original is just worse than the original. Just anything that's added is just worse. Like all the core elements of the instrumental are there from the original, but every new layer they add on top only makes it worse. Um, I really don't like what D'Angelo is doing here. It sounds extremely goofy, his his hook. Um, Every time Rhapsody says, trying to catch a wave is incredibly annoying to me. Yeah, I 100% agree. That, um, yeah, it drives me nuts. Yeah, the hook as a whole, just just everything that D'Angelo is doing just sounds corny to me. Like, it, it sounds like it was made for the Scooby-Doo soundtrack or something. It's just goofy. <laughs> as. Um. I will say that I actually didn't mind Rhapsody's verse on this one, or at least it sounded good compared to everything else around it. But even Jizza was kind of a disappointment. Like his verse obviously didn't reach anywhere near the quality of the original, even though that's like to be expected, but just still disappointing. So the song is just a huge disappointment overall. Rhapsody essentially just took the source material and took a big fat dump all over it. So <laughs> the best I can do is give this one two stars. Oh shit! You really shit on its pride. Yep. Would you say, Matt? I thought Danny would have loved this one. Absolutely loved it. I gave it a big four stars. <laughs> wow! Double. Together we make six stars. I said a great instrumental and great features. Really shit hook though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a letdown. But it was nice hearing like the features on this track. It really, I don't know, just woke me up a little bit. You know, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I was like, this is good. So you were sleeping for most of the album? Um, a little bit, like not on Whoopi. Whoopi, I was up and about, but yeah. so one song you were up, the rest you were yeah. down. But Matt sleeps for half the podcast anyway, <laughs> yeah. so it's <laughs> true. Oh uh, no, I've got I've got one, two, three, four, four, five star tracks on this, and they're the majority are in the second half of the album. So 
where this I think woke up the sleeping tiger within me, and the next one, woo, get ready. <laughs> well, I'm going to say one of you is right and one of you is wrong. Well, I know who's right. I know who's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny, you are right. <laughs> yeah, because. This is something that we've discussed on different podcasts where we've different albums before, but as soon as you pay homage or homage to a different song and you don't change that much about it, you go in a direct head-to-head competition Mm -hmm. as to which song is better. And the original Liquid Swords is way, way, way Way, 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 way better. <laughs> way, way, way. The the bars on the original, the instrumental on the original, the the theme on the original is more entertaining. The delivery is better. Jizza on the original is better, not on this version. It just loses in every single way. Mm-hmm. Like when you compare the two, this is where this song falls down. It is not necessarily that this song is bad. It is in comparison to the other one, it is bad. Yeah. And that's where you will always have problems when you go up against a classic song because you all of a sudden put yourself in a competition that you don't need to be in. <laughs> and and this is one that was never she was never going to win, unfortunately, and Jesus should have almost known better <laughs> because like he essentially was like he just showed that his verse wasn't better. And therefore, this song wasn't better. And, like, that's all I can say. And that intro or the refrain when she says, wave, yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. That really sucks. It almost has no melody to it. Um, it just really didn't work. And so this is two stars. Hell yeah. No! Yeah, but Matt, you don't, you don't actually know the original, do you? Yeah, no, I think maybe maybe I'm just giving it because I thought I, as soon as I saw Jizzer on there, I was like, oh, shit, I better give this one a four stars. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, the pressure. And you have, like, you have literally no history with Jizzer at all. No, nah, I have history. No, it was the pressure. It was you. Yeah. It was you that he felt pressure yeah, by. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was, I was jizzing under the pressure, pressure of Jizzer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my, really? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. So good. What a, what a great transition. Jesus, he tried once and failed so much. Succeeded oh, way beyond any expectations. <laughs> I agree. I really I thought that I wouldn't even be able to transition one, and the fact that I even got one attempt is a huge win for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, done it. Uh, track 10, Myrily. So I'm going to give just a quick summation. Um, she's the widow of the civil rights activist Medgar Evers, who was uh, advocating for the abolishment of the Jim Crow laws. So that's the um, the um, segregation laws before he was assassinated. So um, she is his wife, and then she um, is one of those people who suffered a lot of loss based on the senseless killings driven by racism and bigotry. So. Um, yeah, that that is who this is dedicated to. Um, and Matt, you wanted to talk about this song, so I'm going to handball it over to you. This is a five-star 
absolute classic. Mm. Classic. She is spitting fire. There's bars after bars after bars on this track. Um, <laughs> she's also got a sick flow and it's a dope beat. I also like the background vocals here and the R&B hook. Disgusting. I knew you'd hate that. Mm-hmm. I knew you'd hate it. But I'm getting up the lyrics now to uh, ex- accentuate my point of me saying that it's fire. It's good that you're um, prepared. It, it could have been. It could have been. But I, uh, I decided to check that if I was any I missed. <clears throat> okay. So I think that there was one that stood out to me in particular from here. Um, Take your time. Got it. Got it. So, you know how I was thinking of mentioning this earlier, but I didn't. I got like when from the initial stages of like looking at the track list to hearing the opening track, Nina, and then like just the content, I got like Black History vibes. Um, You weren't wrong. Yeah. 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 And in this, she talks about um, like Sci High's Black History. Correct. Yes. Um, and in this, she talks about Coretta, um, the wife of Martin Luther King Jr. And that was actually a track on Black History Project by Sci High. Um, so in the second verse, she says, um, Invisible Veil, Coretta wore that. You could see Israel. Martin Luther King wasn't um, a big enough deal. Trayvon Martin ain't a big enough deal. I kid you not how many Mar- Martins we had shot. Um, I thought that was like quite powerful and moving. Um, Very good. Hmm. Um, and then I also liked the spoken word. I know Danny would probably be like, mm, nah, pass. I thought that mm-hmm. was good. And yeah, I just thought this was an absolute five star track. It was just, a, it had a great sound to it. Go, go back and listen to this if you don't give it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back and listen and give it the same review I'm going to give it now. No. Nah. Well, What'd you give it, Danny? Um, oh well, let me let me tease you with that. So let me oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that the uh, there was actually a lot of good things. I'm, it's it's there's very good elements to the song. The beat actually slaps a little bit. Um, the vocal sample works really well. I'm a fan of the instrumental. Then Rhapsody starts her verse, and she has a nice flow. Uh, and yeah, you know, the song's about black people losing their loved ones over racism and shit. So good content, lots of good things going for it. However, and Matt pointed this out and he nailed it. The hook ruins any momentum the song had going for it. The singing does absolutely nothing for me. I, I actively, actively dislike the hook so i'm giving the song three and a half stars wow because that is a huge deduction there is a lot of good stuff but the hook is so bad i will not listen to this song again damn boy yeah you went very hard on a huge deduction yeah for that yeah but I am more in Matt's camp than I am in yours, unfortunately, Danny. Um, I do agree that the hook is not my ideal hook, but it 
works for me after I re-listen to it a few times because it is painful and sad, which is exactly what this song is all about. Um, and I actually really like this beat by Eric. I think my favorite beats on this album have been by Eric. So yeah. um, shout out to Eric, the producer. Um, and I thought the bars were good. Again, she doesn't lose meaning here and her flow is good. Um, and she has this line, which is full of imagery, which is black widow, young kiddo, tear stained pillow. Another black man died. I just feel like that imagery there of like, you know, both a widow and a young child just crying in their pillows so much that the the pillow is stained is really powerful. Mm. Um, and she also um, references um, the, the African-American man that was shot by police, uh, not shot, was um, killed by police when they um, put his knee, their knees on his neck, mm. um, Eric, um so yeah, I think this was a really powerful song, and as and I agree with Matt, I do like uh, the poetry by Raina Biddy. Um, I think she has added throughout the whole album so far. Um, and I did deduct based on the hook because it wasn't a hundred percent my type of hook, so I gave it four and a half stars, not five. It's just missed out. Hmm. Fair enough. Disappointing. Very, very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we don't agree with you, uh, Matt, it's very disappointing. It is, because, you know, I'm, I'm clearly right and you guys are both wrong. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, that moves into track 11, Rainer's Interlude. So uh, for Danny, he's unlucky because he gets a full track of Rainer. I think for <laughs> for, for Matt and I, we, uh, we get... Uh, we get them and and we're a fan. So I'm going to take this one if you don't mind. I'm going to jump right in. I mind, Aaron. I want Matt to go first. Okay, off you go. I want you to jump right out. See, you boys, I bet Danny in particular is thinking, oh, great, interlude. This will be a nice short one. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Three, four-minute interlude. <laughs> I know, I know. Danny's going to be very, very harsh with this one. But, you know, I'm not. I'm going to say this is very meaningful. It's very lovely. It's, it's, a, it's got, a, again, a pleasant sound. Um, I would let this play if I was listening to this album again, if I was. If I chose to listen to this album again, I would let this play. Um, just for the, it's like, it's almost like a serene, peaceful Something I'd have like on in the background to like soothe the soul, and it's got a nice message to it. So it's like I'm gonna have to give this one a four stars. I'm gonna have to. Damn. But, but I can see why Danny's gonna give this one star. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that Aaron wanted to go first, and I just I, I said Matt should go first, and you jumped right in. <laughs> We'd really dogged Aaron there. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mind. Sorry. To be honest, I don't mind. <laughs> I was just joking. I was just joking, but Matt dived into the review. <laughs> I actually did want to hear Matt's review first. I just thought that Matt got the last one, so it's probably good if I went. But yeah. it worked out in the end. Danny and Matt, you're both dogs, but it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Danny, what did you think? Oh. Um, 
Look, um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm not a fan of spoken <laughs> word poetry. I don't know. Do you know this about me? I don't know. I do know this. Oh, okay. Well, now you I, I think I've heard it before. Yeah. I'm not sure when, yeah, but. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't, like, you know, this might be bad to say, but I don't care if the content is powerful and speaking on real issues because spoken word poetry bores me to death. So, <laughs> you know, I put on an album to be entertained by the music and this is not entertaining. Um, the beat is actually decent, though, when the drums drop, but, you know, the spoken word poetry just puts me to sleep, so... I'm not giving, this is a interlude. I'm not even giving it a rating. This is just a big Skipposaurus Rex. Wow. Yeah. I knew that well, was coming. Yeah. 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 Well, based on everything that we'd heard so far, it makes sense. But I am giving it five stars. What the hell? Yeah. You're not, I'm giving it five stars. There's no playlist you're putting this in ever. Yeah, I'm t- putting it in my spoken poetry playlist. Which you don't have and never will create. And I will build right now. No, you won't. <laughs> no, I gave this p- because of what it means in the album, because of I liked her delivery and that beat, that instrumental is so good. I don't think this would have been anywhere near as good without that instrumental. This is unlike like, any other five star you've ever g- given in your life. I agree. I 100% agree with you. It doesn't match your criteria at all. In what way? In any way. <laughs> <laughs> Look, regardless of that, I tend not to review interludes, but I gave this one a five stars. I, I'd i play this. I have listened to this album a few times and I have never skipped it. So this works to me. Um, it works with the album, I think, Raina Biddy works throughout the whole album, and I gave this five stars. I think what she says is really strong, and I know, Danny, it's not the delivery that you like, but um, I think content-wise, she she does a really good job. So, um, yeah, that's why I gave it five stars. So you're really entertained when you listen to that, to this song. Yeah, like, it makes me, like, legitimately very sad. Every time. Like, I, every time. Jeez. I don't know. Well... I wonder what Michelle Obama would say about oh, this. F- <laughs> <laughs> it was better than the other one you did. It was better than the other transition you did. Well, getting better. <laughs> <laughs> well, track 12, Michelle. Danny, why don't you kick this one off? Well, are you going to give us a little uh, history of Michelle? All right, I'll give you a history of Michelle. It's Michelle Obama. So it was a a collaborative effort between Rhapsody and Elvana, who pays homage to Michelle Obama, the first African-American first lady married to the 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama. That goes back to that reference that uh, Rhapsody had um, in a previous track. And and obviously Barack Obama is the first African-American president as well. Nicely done. Thank you. Very articulate, isn't it? Oh, God. All right. Into the bloody review. So the song feels like it's, you know, going for those positive vibes. 
but it doesn't work for me. The instrumental is pleasant enough, but like nothing special. Rhapsody's verses are pretty basic and lacking in substance, especially compared to some of her other songs. Um, The singing on the hook is not terrible this time, but also nothing to write home about. So this is just a completely mediocre song from front to back. And it's another classic three stars, baby. Generous. 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 I like that. (laughs) I like that. Talk to us, Matthew. Don't you hate it when you think that, you know, a song is going to go in one direction and just goes in the complete other? I do. I really, really do. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to be talking about Michelle Obama, who's like this, like, legend, and, like, talking about other shit, random shit that's just, like... It's disgusting. Yeah. I just feel, at this point... There are some tracks that it's just like Rhapsody could have done a whole lot more with and a whole lot better with. Um, you know, like think about, for example, think about Black History Project with um, with Sci High and how epic Mandela was. Now, Mandela was epic as a person and that song was epic. Like it matched. Like this just doesn't match the epicness of Michelle Obama. So it's like immediately like, well, this is shit, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, yeah. that... That I can see how why. it might match match the positive vibes of Michelle Obama. Yeah, in a way. Uh, I, I, from, from memory, the lyrics I don't think were even that. Like, I think I'm think I'm talking about the lyrics as well. They were just really, yeah, average. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I agree. So, um, it's ladies first tonight. Let's party, girl. Come on, you know it's gonna be tight. Gonna be tight. Pull up, pull up, pull up with me, ladies, first tonight. Party girl, come on, you're going, we rock, we looking like dynamite. Come on, looking dynamite. This is just yeah. garbage. Like, yeah. this is like, Michelle Obama is better than this. So, um, yeah, this is a two-star track. I would definitely skip this. The lyrics are a huge letdown. And, yeah, it's actually really disappointed because, like, when I was looking through the title of each of the tracks, Michelle was one that I was like, oh, this is going to be fire. This is going to be really good. Like, this is like a, <laughs> a strong, like, black woman who is, like, still alive today and, like, she's going to, like, really, like, go off to, like, impress Michelle and be like, you know, I really respect you. And yet she's dropping some party thing about shaking booties and, you know, things yeah. are going to pull up and, you know. Yeah, it was just like Rhapsody, you've let the team down here. Oh, I like that. I think you've nailed it. Mm. Well, what are your guesses? What am I going to give it? Um, at least four stars. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. Matt, what do you reckon? Um, I think you're going to give this a small three. Small three. <laughs> I will surprise you both and give this a big Stinking two stars. This this was trash. This, I I actually, I agree with you, Matt. I'm not sure what this had to do with Michelle Obama. This is the first one where I was like, I'm not 100% sure 
where this goes. It felt like an R&B club track. It kind of was jazzy, but it was all about like shaking your booty. And I like I like booty. Like I love that. <laughs> but like I, I just might as well just say that I like girls with ass. But um, but but like I have no idea what this achieved. I like I don't know what this was about in a way, and I'm not 100% sure. I don't like the delivery. I didn't like the hook. I didn't like the the verses. There's just nothing about this that I particularly liked other than the beat, which was okay, and hence the two stars. But I thought this was just boring, and I would skip this literally every single time. Huh. Correct. I think it it just was had like, it was going for feel-good vibes, and I can see how it almost gets there. So I gave it. I guess it came out of nowhere, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything has been quite specific in its intention and has been quite relevant in its intention. And coming out of Rainer's interlude, which is really deep, Mm. it kind of felt strange. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I just find it interesting. There's always one song on an album where I'll, I'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, this song's average, you know, not that great. I'll give it three stars. And you both will just trash it way more than me. And I'm like, it surprises me, but I also love that. Yeah, it surprises. <laughs> it's a, does it surprise you because you think you're the harshest? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always expecting when I give something a low score, I always think oh, I'm going to be the lowest. And then you guys surprise me and just trash the shit out of it. You're welcome. Yeah, so I you like should that. really downgrade that. Yeah, well, the way you guys were talking about it makes me want to downgrade it because mm. I probably won't mm. ever listen to it again. But I just, I just thought, you know, I can see how it would be uplifting to some people, but you know, I don't like it. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't this didn't work for me? I don't think, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan when you guys change your reviews based on our reviews. Yeah, like when. Like I, I think you, I've done that before. Where Danny, you're like, oh no, this stinks because of this, this, and this, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Maybe my three should go down <laughs> to two and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely like some, yeah. That's here. I, I would probably go lower now. Yeah, I like that we're influenced by each other and that we actually listen. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Oh man, but track thirteen, Iman. Was that? I thought that was a transition because you were like, oh man. That was actually okay. Caught you then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that that was intentional. I just tried to blend it in. Yeah, so it wasn't but, obvious. But, but it was so you know, it was a stretch. That's why I had to confirm. Yeah, you had to call it out. Yeah, you wouldn't be doing your job unless you called it out. <laughs> um. So this track, Iman, is actually about a. Uh, one of the first black supermodels. Um, she's from Africa, and this is what Rhapsody had to say about her. She said that she's chocolate and beautiful, and as women, we're all beautiful in our shades. I'm just talking about loving ourselves and loving our skin, especially at a time where women don't always see the beauty in themselves and bleach their skin in places like Africa and sometimes here. So that is what um, Rhapsody actually said about this song. Um, and it obviously has JRD in there as well, which who features in there with some bars. But Danny, what do you think of this one? I think this was bloody great, if you don't mind me saying. 
Um, Correct. Just starting with that sample, though. Oh, yes. man. What a killer way to open up the track. Just gets me every time. So nice. And then the beat drops, and Ninth Wonder just really brings the heat on this one. Like, I'll just spoil it right now. This is definitely my favorite instrumental on this album. Like this is this is the kind of beat that I would describe as pleasant, but in the best possible way. Like saying the instrumental is pleasant is actually a massive compliment here. When usually it's just mm. like, you know, average. Um in general, I don't like R and B hooks, and this is not an exception to the rule. And unfortunately, it definitely detracts from my enjoyment of the track as a whole. Um, but yeah, the song is basically about, you know, black is beautiful and, you know, it's a good message, something people need to hear. And, you yeah. know, Rhapsody conveys the message well. And then, yeah, like you said, there's Jid, who's, he's just a dope rapper. Like he he has a really nice flow here and he's, he's easy to listen to. He sticks to the concept and, you know, which is always nice because... There's always, you know, you'll get a feature and they'll just do their own thing, but he sticks to the concept. I like that. And I actually love how Rhapsody calls out Jid right at the end for yeah. saying for saying the word bitch. Like, I, think, I thought that was just a cool way to close the song. But just because I actually do not enjoy the R&B hook, I can only give this four and a half stars. No. Mm. Well, bef- before Matt comes in with his five star track, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come in quickly. So, um, the vocal sample, as you said, Danny, is absolutely fire. Mm. Um, and I feel like they use it quite sparingly. Like they softened it throughout. I feel like they could have um, bumped it up in yeah. terms of its volume. Um, so that was my slight critique of the vocal sample, just because it was so good. I didn't think the bridge was necessary and it just became too much singing. Like uh, sometimes an R&B hook works. This is not the case. It didn't need that much of an R&B hook because the, like the rapping was good. Mm-hmm. Rhapsody has such a good bar. She says, you'll buy those labels. I was born Supreme. Hmm. Yeah. That is such a good line. Um, and there's this line here. I look good in yellow. And the only reason I put it in there was because literally me and my brother were talking like two days ago, I reckon, and we were saying that African-American girls, African girls look fantastic in yellow. (laughs) And it is just funny to me that this was in the song that me and my brother were literally talking about it. So that's why I put it in there. Um, And, yeah, I was a huge fan of that um, Jid transition to uh, Rhapsody where he's like, you know, you balancing, fuck it. You don't need no management. Behind every great man is a bad bitch handling shit. And then she's like, appreciate your elegance, Jid. But bro, love, tell me, who the fuck are you calling a bitch? <laughs> That's just such a good way to close it out. And you can tell that it was done really well. Um, so I gave this four stars um, purely because of the, the things that I'd said earlier in terms of they could have bumped up the vocal sample and the the bridge and the hooks just not not my thing. Yeah. 
No. Oh, wrong, 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 wrong. Oh, wrong. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Is he doing a review now? <laughs> no, Matt, tell us why we're wrong. The features on this hook are right up my alley in terms of the R&B sound. It's exactly what I want to hear. Yeah. I um, also like the second feature, um, the rapper. The beat is dope in a subtle way. Like, as you guys said, it's sort of quite, like, um, it's turned down. I don't mind that. Um, I love the background vocal shouting, Ebony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, and, yeah, again, Rhapsody sounding very, very clear. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this song. It is five stars. It's a five-star song. That's, that's it. I don't care about your shitty, oh, I didn't like the hook, so, you know, half a star less. It's Oy. five stars. <laughs> oh, he's throwing he's throwing barbs now. Yeah. yeah. He's jealous. <laughs> he's jealous. Yeah. Of our correct he opinions. He wishes he had a review. Yeah. yeah. Right. How about you just hat ship suit, okay? How about you just... <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, it made complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that is a great transition, Matt. So track 14, Hatship Soot, I think. Hatship I don't know how to say it. But um, it is all about the first female pharaoh of Egypt. So uh, she was 14 when she inherited the throne, I believe. So... First female uh, pharaoh of Egypt. That's a pretty impressive uh, feat in itself. We all remember Cleopatra, but um, yeah, so she was not the first. Um, but I'll, I will. Well, you learn something new every day. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll I'll kick this one off. I'll I'll uh, jump right in. Oh. So, um, like. It makes sense with the title because this is all about queens. So the the title makes sense with the the Pharaoh of Egypt. Um, And it has uh, veteran MC Queen Latifah in here as well. Um, uh, Is it in here? Yeah, it is in here. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I'm just, I just just had a moment. I had a Danny moment where I was like, what am I doing? Um, Oh, how dare you? I'm glad glad um, you said moment instead of Matt moment. That was good. good, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, pleasant beat. I like the piano. It, it doesn't, it's like not overly interesting. It just kind of washes over you. Like it's not something that hits hard, um, but it's pleasant. It's just not my favorite. It's just nice. Like it's not great. It's not bad. It's nice. Mm. Um, no hook, which based on the previous hooks that we've had, I'm, I'm happy about. So thumbs up for no hook in this. Um, and I actually think Queen Latifah does a much better job here with her bars. Yeah. She, to me, is the star of the show. And she has, like, this whole passage, which is, remember the days me and Puck, we had some fun with this, when I would bust you dead in your eye? That's called humbling. Being holding the torch, I don't fumble it. I'm a child of God versus son of men, telling him. It's a clear shot to the top. I ain't talking guns and gin. Just so all the queens know that every single one of them has a throne, spot, crown that I've been proud to rock, all my blood royal, and that's word to Lancelot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that whole verse is amazing. 
but Rhapsody lets lets it down. She doesn't deliver on her end of the, end of the like her side of things. So for me, the beat was too mellow, and because it was only Queen Latifah that kind of brought it in this one, three and a half stars. Ooh. I just I I did not find this fantastic, and also thought Rhapsody's flow was a bit generic as well. So um, yeah, three and a half stars. Um, I was hoping this would be more. Hmm. You seem to very, you know, much like Queen Latifah. I thought you would given it a bit more. Yeah, but for half half of it, like I can't give it more for one. Like one out of two verses was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can't like because of that give it that, and so that's like one star off straight away. And then the beat just wasn't fantastic, so lose a little bit more. So yeah. if anything, I should probably give it three stars, like because half this track was good. Not like three and a half, Dang. but um, yeah, I'll stick with three and a half. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I because as you were talking, I was like, I have the same opinion as you. My 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 score is actually very similar to yours, just a little bit higher. But um, you just you took off an extra half, and I was like surprised for some reason. But like, you know, I thought the piano was pretty dope. Like I'm a sucker for a piano centric beat, and this is a. But it good didn't have one. drums. But it didn't have drums. Like the drums eh. weren't heavy. Eh. I thought this was a good one. Like I'm not saying it was great. I'm just. I just think it was good. Like, like you said, it was. It was okay. It's nice, but not not great. I thought it was good. Um, and yeah, I agree with you that Rhapsody only has a decent verse, and nothing really stood out to me. And I also agree that. Queen Latifah was far more impressive. I just think it's cool to hear Queen Latifah rap in this day and age because she like yeah she's so old school and and everyone knows her as a you know celebrity now and a you know actress and stuff and she was actually a rapper back in the day. So and like she has a very distinct and commanding voice and she uses it yeah, really well. Yeah. So you know it's the kind of voice that makes you like pay attention to her every word so it's actually really dope um and she keeps a really wholesome like the whole song is a really wholesome positive you know it's got positive vibes just like when she says you know queens come in all shapes and colors though we sit on thrones we don't look down on each other so it's just yeah. you know it's just all positive shit and you know it's nice to hear but yeah like for the same reasons as you i'll give it four stars like I'll be a little bit more generous, but it, it has its faults. Four stars. Oh, gosh, I'm carrying this review now. Okay, so. <laughs> this is the very first time on this album that a song held my attention from the beginning until the end. What? This is the first time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I, w- I was like, <laughs> when I was listening. I thought when you I was, loved Whoopi. Yeah, and that yeah, had your attention. I did love Whoopi, but even like in parts of Whoopi, I was just like, I don't know, zoned out or focused on something else. Like, whereas with this, like, I remember listening to this song and having like following along with the lyrics, and like, I just couldn't take my eyes off it for some reason. Like, I, I there was something about it, and I think it comes down to what you were saying about Queen Latifah and the sound that she has. Like, because she was second, wasn't she? She she rapped second. She was. She sure did. <laughs> but. So so what I love what I love just quickly is that the standard for a good song is Matt pays attention to it <laughs> and and that 
you you paid attention to the whole song, even though like Queen Latifah went second. So did Rhapsody do a good job? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. So Rhapsody did a good job, and then I was like, I knew Latifah was on this one. So I was like, but you didn't right. know you, you you thought Rhapsody could have been Queen Latifah. No, no, no. I was just thinking then. I couldn't remember. I, I couldn't remember who went first. But all I know is that this song was very, very good. Also, how cool is it having a whole track just having a, the piano playing? It was sick. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like this is like, it just, this is, this is amazing. I would listen to this again. And I was thinking about like, this was something that I was like, oh, should this be my favorite instrumental on the album? Like, but then I was like, no, I love bangers. But I was like, at the same point, I was like, nah, this piano, just having a piano playing while they're rapping, really, really like, um, it's like empowering. Like you could have an empowering banger, but then you just have a subtle piano playing. Like, yeah, this is, and it was just, I think the other reason I liked it so much, it was, it was unlike anything else on the album. It was just completely different, but in a good way. So yeah, it was five stars without a doubt. You've had two in a row. Come on, let's go. One more one more five star to make it three in a row. Come on, we've got this. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good pump up. Yeah. <laughs> There's no oh. way the next one is going to be five stars. <laughs> uh, it's been a long journey and it's going to continue. Track 15 Sojourner. That was so bad. That was actually just trash. That was the worst <laughs> transition you've ever done. What the hell does journey have to do with anything? Well, it just sounds the same as Sojourner. God, so that was horrible. I was, I was going, I was going We're ending the fun. podcast here. We're ending the podcast here. That was the worst <laughs> transition and we can't continue after that, unfortunately. So thanks for listening and uh, see you on the flip side. And- <laughs> No, we are continuing despite Danny's disappointment. But um, this title is actually based on the Sojourner Truth, which is an African American, uh, which is an African American woman um, known for her women's rights activism and uh, abolitionism. I can't even say that. Um, But yeah, she was standing up for. African American women, women, and the treatment of Americans in uh, the United States. So, um, yes, that is oh. Sojourner Truth. But this is a collaboration between Rhapsody and J. Cole. So, I was interested in this one as well. Actually, I wasn't as excited as the Jizza one, Danny, mm-hmm. as you were. But I was interested to see what uh, Joe Cole would do in this one. I didn't know you were a J. Cole fan. Well, I didn't say I was a J. Cole fan, but I was just interested. Why? Because he can do some stuff. I've heard some songs where he, he does have some some good bars. Name like, one. Um, hold on, I've got it on my Spotify. <laughs> no, no, no. If you, that's, that's why I said name one. If you can't name it off the top of your head, it can't be that good. Oh, no. Middle Child is the best one. I love Middle Child. Sure, because of the beat. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that helps. Exactly. But... I was just interested to see what he would do on this because he is known as a lyricist. Yeah. But, Matthew, did did we get to the three five stars in a row? That is the question. We did not. We bloody did not. We were close. We were very, very close. <laughs> but it just, nah, it was just quite long, this song, and slow. Very, very slow. I was just like, 
bit of a snore fest towards the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there wasn't anything overly wrong with it other than it being long and slow. Um, like, I like the sound of J. Cole and I like this, like, echoey sort of hook that they had on it. Like, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, like, I, like I'd describe it as a nice song. It's definitely above average. Um, I, I might listen to it again, so I'm going to give it a four stars. So it was close, but it didn't blow my socks off. So, mm. yeah, unfortunately, we did not get the hat trick for three five-star tracks in a row. Mm. It's disappointing. Yeah. But Athene might bring us home. Athene might. We'll see. <laughs> Danny, would you, how'd you go with this one? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> Not terrible though, not terrible, but yeah. Um, like coming off, when was Aman? Was that last track? Uh, that was two tracks ago. Okay, because I, I think that was the last ninth wonder track anyway. So this is like the next ninth wonder track that we get, um, and it's not the most exciting ninth wonder beat I've ever heard. Uh, I'd say it's pretty average by his standards. By his standards, like. It's not terrible, but I've heard him do some amazing beats in the past. So, eh, disappointing in a way. Then you have the J. Cole hook. J. Cole's hook, which is actually trash. Um, He sounds incredibly bored and his delivery just feels lazy. So, not a great start. Bad, Bad hook, bad beat. Not bad beat, but... Could be better. Average beat. Yeah. Um, however, he does sound a lot more enthusiastic when his verse does actually start. Yeah. But you know, I was I was I was trying to get it out of you. Like, just on a personal level, I've never understood the appeal of J. Cole as a rapper. Um he for me, he has always sounded just like an average middle of the road rapper to me i do not understand people that put him on the level of you know kendrick or that he should be as big as drake like to me his voice is very generic that's that's one of the biggest problems that is definitely one of the biggest problems like don't get me wrong though like i have heard him snap on a few times and murder a track or two like um firing squad i think fire squad i think it is goes Mm. off he goes off on that but but in general, I don't find him to be a very interesting or captivating rapper to listen to. And I would say that his performance on this song didn't do much to change my mind about him either, especially the hook. The hook is trash. Um, I like what Rhapsody did on this track a little bit more. Um she she throws out a, a, a few little gems of wisdom here and there. Things like, it don't measure up the same. What's a quarter to a half of a whole lot of problems? And who taught you how to add? Where I'm from, we don't recognize that it's good math if you don't teach the ones that's coming up to multiply their cash. Think for mm. themselves. Think beyond sales. Everything with worth don't come with some whistles and some bells. So just like, you know, there's some wisdom behind the the shit that she's saying. So yeah, she does a better job than J. Cole. Um, 
And also in her verse, I also like that um, Ninth Wonder stripped away the beat at the beginning of her verse and then built it back up again as her verse went on. So it actually made me appreciate the instrumental a bit more than I did at the start. But overall, J. Cole took up a whole lot of space on this track and I didn't love the beat as much as I wanted. So I'm giving it three and a half stars. This is where I disagree with you, Danny, because I thought J. Cole's verse lyrically was better. Nope. He he has so much introspection. Like, he just says so much in there. Like, seeing my mama with the pistol pointed at her dome and how in the fuck do you expect me f- from for me to ever be the best little me that I can be when trauma's deep inside of me like IV fluid pumping through the blood of wifey while she's given birth. Mm. That does sound good. But um, the problem is his delivery. Exactly. Like I couldn't, but, I, I wasn't going li- to, like the way he delivered it wasn't memorable to me. Yeah. And he says like things like, and I hit, and here I sit in the middle, not a little boy no more, but not quite old yet, waking up in cold sweats, scared that I'm too disconnected from the kid's perspective the world ain't got no patience for some shit that introspective. So where in the fuck that leave me irrelevant, I guess. Went from heaven sent to hella bent, intelligent, but stressed, damn. Mm. Like, he says some really good things, but the his voice is very monotonous. Yeah, in a bad and way. And not in a good way, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, to me, this instrumental does him no favours. Mm. Like, you know, when I think of monotonous voices i think guru has a very like one tone voice but what guru and dj premier do is that they combine the perfect beat with his voice it works they don't have the combination here that works that well yeah but for lyrics alone i think this was extremely impressive and i always like rappers when they're introspective and they start talking about real shit so for that reason i thought j cole won on the track And I gave this four stars purely because I think the lyrics carry this, this track really far. Um, But yeah, I I, like, I don't think the hook was good, which is why um, I I deducted a mark. I much preferred Rhapsody's bridge, but there's too many bridges and and hooks all at the same time. Just give me one, one or the other. I don't need bridges and hooks. This is already a long song. So I don't need like both. They didn't add anything together. So get rid of J. Cole's uh, hook and I would have been much happier. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Danny. I already gave my review, you dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He finished yeah. already. Glad, glad to hear you're listening. Glad to know you're listening to me. Sorry, I wasn't actually. I was not paying attention. Um, but this is that, that means I have to wrap this up. If you want to. Yeah. Oh god. Damn it. All right. I don't want to, I didn't want to finish actually cuz then that leaves a bad taste in my mouth about Tupac. Um mm-hmm. Oh um, no no no, we're not up to track 16 yet, Matt. I've already done the jo- the Sojourner one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. Calm oh. down. Oh, okay. <laughs> he actually has no idea where we are. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at? What are you looking at right now, Matt? I was reading the lyrics. <laughs> 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 all right well 
Matt is waiting for this to finish. So uh, track 16, Afani. Um, this is the last track of the album. Um, and this track is all about um, penning a letter to black men and black women and how that black women should be revered and drawing on Tupac's words um, in terms of him being uh, an activist. Um, and um, Rhapsody said um, quite a few things about this track. Um, she said that she just wanted to end the album and bring all the stories and concepts to a whole. It's all about what Tupac said, and it's a conversation that has been happening again for years. Um, and she just wanted to, when she was talking to the men, it's not like she's trying to come at your head. She just wanted you to feel it emotionally and just want you to feel the pain that black that, that some black women are feeling without feeling like you're getting beat up in the process. And she just wanted uh, to... Find, to find a way where she was able to, you know, encourage respect and have and have that conversation. So this is what this track is all about. But Matt, please tear this song a new asshole. Sorry, I'm not <laughs> because that is that is the way I feel. You're gonna trash Tupac. No, I'm not gonna tear it. It's it's a three star finish, but it's just. The hook, like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a pleasant like sample to have of pack. Like it was just like this really like. It's almost like they they got like the live version of him saying what he was saying, rather than putting it in from the song. So it's like, I don't know, it just it didn't sound pleasant at all. Yeah, yeah, I would have like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like it could have been more polished, you know. Yeah, they didn't they didn't touch it up at all. Like I think they got it off off like a freestyle, off a tape that he did. Like he was just mm. freestyling at a high school and they just took that raw tape audio and just and dumped it on this song. Yeah, it could have been better. What, did they not have enough money to get the rights to that particular part of the song or did they no. just, just lazy or I don't know? I'm sure it's definitely a choice. They made a choice and mm. uh, uh, that doesn't, doesn't work for us. No, no. Um it's good how at least the final song's content like connected to the title, like Afini being Tupac's mother. Um, the R&B feature was a, a good choice, I think. I think it was quite soulful. Um, nope. I knew you would say that. Though, though, so. <laughs> um, the tempos, though, the tempos and, the, and, and some of the sounds, like the, the sound effects, chopped and changed a little bit, I found. Like they... Like we're a little bit confused in parts of the song. Like I think it was it was quite a long one, so like it had room to move. But yeah, I, I don't think it like I think it was trying to be a bit too experimental, um, which I didn't like. Um, I just can't get past what they've done with that two those two pack lyrics. So even though I've given this three stars, I would still probably skip it in the future. Um, but yeah, not not if they. Ideally, they should have finished with Hatshepsut, I think, or Iman. Either of those would have been very, very strong finishes. Probably, you know what, they could have even finished with Sojourner. They could have finished with that too. I wouldn't have been like, disappointed by that, but, yeah, this one was a bit disappointed. Yeah, They could have finished with Nina. <laughs> oh, they could have finished with uh, Rainer's Interlude. They probably could have finished with... Uh... With yeah, any any they should have finished with any track that I gave five stars, and that would have been good. <laughs> <laughs>
So, yeah, that is a feening for you. What do you think, Danny? I thought pretty much the same, to be honest. Um, yeah, like Matt said, the uh, two-pack vocals didn't really work for me either for the same reasons. This PJ Morton, you know, hook, R&B hook, I absolutely cannot stand it. That's garbage. Yeah. It's a R&B hooks are a big no-no for me. And, uh, yeah, so that's strike number one. And then we have um, another mediocre ninth wonder beat. Um, pretty average again from ninth wonder. So that's strike number two. Um, but then you have Rhapsody with a couple of interesting verses, like, you know, verse one, you know, telling men they need to treat women with respect. And then second verse, telling women to make sure the men treat them with respect. Like, it's interesting. It's an interesting way to structure the song. Um, the one line I wanted to mention, not as like a, an example of good lyrics or anything, but something I thought was interesting was when she says, we should have some things in common, just like common, he respect us. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, why do you think it's interesting? Well, I just I'm, I just wasn't sure why she in particular chose Common. Well, he, in general, like, you know, he, he's always, you know, on the side of right. People like, you know, he's always campaigning for, you know, civil rights and all that. So he's a figure in, in, the, in the community. But the reason why I brought it up was because I believe recently, Common was recently... Um, accused of sexual assault oh yeah so perhaps uh common doesn't respect us as much as we think he does so um i don't know if those lines are gonna age too well but you know nothing has been proven yet so who knows but he definitely has been accused so just just wanted to bring that up um I'm actually glad you did. Why? Were you going to mention him in a, in a good light, Where? Uh, no, I just think it's important to mention. Yeah. Because I had no idea. Like, I literally had no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty recent. Like, this... It was uh, after this album came out. It was this year that someone yeah. someone came out and said, yeah, he did something to me. Um, but yeah, we get a... We got a nice, long, spoken word outro. Which is, yeah, you know, that's strike number three. And uh, that's the end of the album. So the song has a few too many strikes against it. And I'm giving it three stars as well. You've done it. Yeah. For my finish, I also don't like this hook. Um, I think it would have been better with the two-pack sample. Um, no need for the R&B stuff in there. Um, and I think the sample they chose was powerful, but you guys are right. They could have chosen an easier to hear sample. Yeah. Like they could have just mastered it and made it sound good. Cause what it's saying is good. Um, and I, I, I do find it interesting that she decided to structure her two verses, one directed at males, one directed at females. Um, I think the, the one to, her, the sisters is like you know 
just make sure you keep your standards high. Don't accept shit. And I think that's a that's a pretty good message that, you know, we should all keep our standards high. Um, and and I, I just like this message. And I think that usually I'm not a fan of the artist not having the last words on an album. This is the exception to that rule because I think Ryan Abitti asks a really good question. That is, how much harder we got to love you? Like, how much harder do, do females have to love men for men to stop being violent and stop treating them like shit? And I think that is an interesting question. I think that this is a really good message, and that's why I gave it four stars. And to me, it brings the album to a close quite well in terms of the theme alone uh, was hit throughout. The only track where I thought the theme wasn't hit was in Michelle, but everything else, the theme makes sense to me. Mm. And we did it. We've done it. The question is, though, best tracks, best beat, and bars. Like, um, yeah. That is the question. Who wants to do answer you, it? Do you have them, Matt? I do. Here we go. Do you want me to go first? I do. My favourite song is, you already know. You already know what it is. It's bloody Whoopi. It's Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Matt. My favourite song is also Whoopi. You've done it. Even even though even though there was one song, the Queen Latifah song was the one you actually paid attention to? Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Your homework, both of you, after this podcast is over, go back and listen to Whoopi. And tell no, me, tell, yes, yes, thanks. Tell me about that Kendrick flow that you hear. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick has like a million different flows. Yeah, he does. Um, well, anyway, she captures... As does Rhapsody. Anyway, my favourite album instrumental is, without a doubt, the only West Coast-esque beat on the whole album which is Iman, track 13. It's not West Coast. No, it's not. It has a little bit of a hint of like a piano, like funk to it. So mm. Mm. you're stretching. Yeah. You're stretching. <laughs> um, and my favorite lyrics were the Neo one. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I love, it's always, I love... yeah, it's always movie lyrics. Yeah. Always movie lyrics. Yeah, yeah. So that is me, and I would give this album a very, very small three stars. Um, <laughs> according to the algorithm, it got fifty nine out of a possible eighty stars, which is three point six five. So I should have rounded up to four, but I'm rounding down to three and a half. However, let's finish on a positive. But you said you're giving it a small three. Yeah, small three. I was just, I'm just being facetious. But now you're saying it's three and a half. Yeah, I know. It should be three and a half, but I'm downgrading it just because. Album construction was too bad for Matt. <laughs> he reduced it by another half. Yeah. Well, I don't understand. I don't understand. So the, yeah, algor- understand. the algorithm points towards four, but you're rounding down to three and a half. And just for fun, you're going down to three. No, no, no. I sh- oh, sorry. I should have rounded down to three and a half. But here, on one of my notes, I wrote three for some reason because. I there was there was a lot of shit in there as well. So like, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. 
talking about. How can, like, it be, how can there be a lot of shit when the average is four stars? No, the average, sorry, it was 3.65, so I should have rounded up to four, but then Aaron said that I needed to stop using the algorithm and think about other things. Yeah. So I started thinking about other things, and then that led me to three. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, like so, it. I just want to understand why three, because like I understand like the algorithm, but then like you're saying I'm downgrading it. I just want to know why on top of the original stars, you downgraded it further. Because I think that she went with a really great theme and a great topic to use as an album. And she effed it up a little bit, to be honest. I think that she, <laughs> I think that she needs to go back and listen to black history project by Sci High the Prince. <laughs> And then, and then do another album on this topic because it's a it's a very important topic, and I I'm all for it. But when she sings, does it when she raps a song about Michelle Obama, you know, shaking her booty and pulling up to the club, I think that she's confused. So I think, and also, <laughs> and also when she uses a Tupac like thing, um, the sample and like completely disrespects it. She also needs to go back and have a look. So that yeah. is so harsh to re- to change two tiny things and to reduce it by that much. You cannot tell me that every single Sci High track is in respect to, you know, black history. Well, except for that bloody guitar melody, which you guys like. <laughs> and I, I remember trashing that song. I remember absolutely trashing it. So, you know, I'll, tra- I'll trash whoever needs to be trashed. <laughs> so you're going to trash that album now because you're going to reduce it by another half star? True. No, you're right. You make valid points. However, have you ever heard of a three-track run as strong as <laughs> Black History Project? Have you ever heard of a three? Name, <laughs> name another strong. Uh, name another track run with Huey. They're followed by Mandela, then Stratus Napoleon. Nothing beats that. I feel like I've heard this conversation before. Yeah. <laughs> <I have. laughs> nah. To be fair, I made a calculation error. I, I'm, I'm, I sh- it should be. I, I, instead of rounding it up, which is what I should have done, I should have just rounded it down to three and a half. So that was my bad. It was actually a calculation error on the algorithm. So I'm giving this album three and a half stars. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah also, you just, no, you just defended like your three star rating, and then at the end you bailed and gave it three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's also that other song in Sci High, Coretta, which has nothing to do with Coretta. Aaron, now now you're now you're nitpicking a great album just so just no, to make I, him I, feel what I'm guilty. saying. No, what I'm saying is I don't have a problem if he goes down to three stars, but I haven't heard the same critiques on other albums for purely one song not being in theme. I think he was just giving examples. I can give you more from this album if, uh, if you like, where he hasn't hit the mark. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I meant more like you know for this one, but three and a half. I'm I'm happy with that. I just couldn't understand going from three point six down to three. It's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. huge jump. No, that was a math, that was a mathematical error when I was uh, doing the math. <laughs> three and a half. But when I said three, and then um, you questioned me, I was like, shit. Now I got to back this up. So like then I was like uh, searching for things, and then I was like, nah, <laughs> I didn't see mathematical error. Oh, man. That's good. This is the importance of checking your work, you know. Uh, You know, you need to check. You need to go back and make sure you've said what you meant. Jesus Christ. All right, Danny, what was your favourite track, favourite bar, and uh, favourite instrumental? Well, 
my favourite song was the only song that I gave five stars, and that was Nina, the intro track. Um, best instrumental goes to Iman, Ninth Wonder's best beat of the album. Ruined by that hook, though. And best lyrics from Tyra, Fine to the gristle, boy, I could make a blind man whistle. Just so good. Um, Would you rate it? Well, I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm not going to let Aaron bully me out of my rating, (laughs) and I'm going to say three stars. Just because literally I only gave one song five stars, so... I can't give it anything more than three than three stars. I would have to go lower if anything. But like there were there were some like Tyra I liked a lot, Iman I liked a lot. I gave them four and a half. There's there's always just one little element that actually genuinely annoys me about even the best songs on here. And then there's just a lot of average things that i just didn't enjoy at all there's one really trash disappointing song that i was actually looking forward to which was the jizzer song so Mm. a few disappointments result in a three-star album fair but that makes sense with your reviews yeah Yeah. because matt had like five stars in his so (laughs) um but yeah my favorite track was whoopee as i said before my best, my favorite beat was actually Nina. I really liked that beat on Nina, um, mm-hmm. but I also thought that um, Iman was a close second, and even Rainer's interlude had a really nice beat in there as well. Um, and then my favorite bar was the "You'll buy those labels." I was born supreme. Mm. So that was my favorite label. I gave this overall four stars. So. Uh, yeah, I think that makes sense with kind of where our reviews were sitting anyway. Yeah. Um so I I just think that this was a this was very different to what we generally listen to in the sense that it wasn't about like gangster shit. Like we last reviewed Bow Down and that is all gangster shit. Yeah, pure. Um, so it is very different in terms of theme, but um she t- touches on some very important topics, but um if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Um, and let us know what you think. Who was right out of the three of us? Yeah, this Love always it. happens though. We we always there's always like a, at the end when we when we give our reviews overall, it's always like one's three, one's three and a half, and one's four. It always happens like that. Yeah, it does. It's hap- it's happening more and more. Yeah. I think at the beginning we were around the same, but now we've got a little bit more fluctuation. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. All right. Well. Thanks for listening and see you later. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for all upcoming podcast news. Bye for now.